Yo, 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 welcome, welcome to another episode with Ignite the Spark Within Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Hernandez, and I am here to empower world-class leaders like yourself to create a life on your own terms. On these podcasts, we will be exploring the mysteries of self-mastery, shamanism, mysticism, conscious sexuality, and overcoming depression and anxiety. We'll be interviewing some of my very own tribe members from around the world and share some of our personal stories. We'll be discovering and implementing tools and strategies for living a more fulfilled life. So, join me on this journey of self-discovery and let's ignite that spark within together. A little bit about your host. I am a U.S. Navy veteran, served in the USS Ronald Reagan, was shaman apprentice, an international self-mastery coach, author, and conscious sexuality facilitator. Now, my mission is to support and empower world-class leaders like yourself, reminding you of the impact that you're meant to make in this lifetime. So if you want to learn more, if you bout that life, stay tuned for today's Season 1, episode number 10, interviewing transformational coach Angie Medrano. All right, yo, 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 welcome to this week's episode as we interview a powerful colleague who I know I can rely on whenever I'm needing some type of support in my own life, especially around topics dealing with plant medicine and conscious sexuality. Uh, let me go ahead and introduce to you Miss Angie Medrano. Boom, boom, boom. So let me tell you a little bit about Angie Medrano. So Angie Medrano is a certified transformational life coach. She is a spiritual and love coach, holistic practitioner, medicine woman, mentor, and artist. So she guides people on an inner journey of awakening the body and the soul transformation. She's all about helping people manifest the life and reality of their dreams while being fully aligned in their soul, their core truth, and their divine self-expression. Miss Angie believes that we can all have it all, that we really can, that we can have all the love, the success, the prosperity, the joy, the positive impact, and the fulfillment of our hearts truly desires, right? So she supports men and women on the path of realizing their full human and spiritual potential. On this planet, she specializes in mindset, in emotional alchemy, in trauma release, in subconscious work, in manifestation, in all things metaphysics. Um, she also works with Tantra and conscious relationships. Uh, she's been, she has a, a challenge for herself, which I think is really powerful, to help awaken a million people to their divinity and to activate their Christ consciousness so um, so that we can really all co-create together this new conscious paradise on earth. So with no further delay, let me introduce to you and welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Angie Medrano. <laughs> well, thank you. That's a beautiful mm -hmm. introduction, Sebastian. Yes, yes. How are you doing today? Thank you for jumping on the Ignite, uh, the Spark Within podcast. Um, I know that you've been listening to some of the episodes after we talked about getting on here. So um, tell me a little about yourself. Tell me about what you'd like to share with us in your own words. Share about your healing journey. Share about your trauma. Share about your Tantra to Triumph. Share a little bit about, about yourself, yeah? Well, thank you, thank you. Well, it's always like the, the hard question I find is like talked about myself, like who am I, 
which mm-hmm. in itself is is the question that we shall ask all ask each other, right? Uh, it is a spiritual question. I've spent many times ten days silent retreat asking myself that same question, all about mm. self realization. Um, and actually, right here where I'm at right now, which is in San Agustinillo in Mexico, um, traveling nomading here. Um, and I guess this is, this is a great space because it's actually part of my journey. This is here how I discovered it is actually far big, big part how I was able to, to heal first and foremost. Um, five, six years ago now, um, and then truly awaken and release the suffering and then mm. propel me into my beautiful transformational path. And now where I'm here, being able to to support other people into the same like a little guiding light into the awakening and the healing and the transformation so we can all activate our beautiful hearts. Mm. So, you know, uh, who am I? Well, I was born in Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. I was born and raised there until I was seven. Then my family moved to Canada, um, went through, you know, I guess a normal life, uh, got the acting bug, um, Worked into the acting industry for over 10 years. Um, and then I guess life wanted really me to awaken me. And then through a series of events, uh, multiple deaths in my family, um, and also a very toxic relationship with my ex-husband, then uh, truly that to my knees. And then I needed to, to come back to my center, to my core, um, mm. and find God within, uh, in a sense, in a nutshell. <laughs> beautiful all right well tell us a little bit about that tell us a little bit about your journey and would you say that we, that it was necessary that it was part of your journey to have gone through the heartache to have gone through all the challenges that you've gone through to be the powerful woman that you are today absolutely i mean if it wasn't for that i'll probably still be what i call a matrix like doing my thing having a really 3d normal life um mm. and and truly living the illusion of the life that, you know, society, culture tell us we should do, you know, like this whole consume, consume, consume and everything. So versus, you know, true connection and what what I believe truly is why we're here uh, mm-hmm. on earth, which is really to awaken and to realize ourselves as a divinity that we are on this planet and then start playing and dance with life and co-create with life. Um, so, I mean, it's not like bad events. It, like I separated with my ex-husband in 2017. So it wasn't that event that brought me to the spiritual path. I mean, mm. I've always been spiritual. I've, you know, I was like yeah, learning about energy work and stuff like that since I was like, you know, in my early 20s. I became a vegetarian. I was 18. So really young. I knew something was off by the normal narrative that we were told. Um, about how we should do things. So it truly was a health, an alternative health that brought me and broadened my horizon, basically. Um, and from there, I started like, you know, getting more knowledgeable about the food that we eat and like, uh, you know, energy and stuff like that. I became a Reiki master back in 2012 and went on to this beautiful route. But truly, it was um, through that trauma that truly... Uh, I guess, you know, the, the big revelation came through and like all my spiritual gift came online and I, my life just became a series of, you know, accelerated 
path of not only awakening, but also um, then begin guiding others into this journey, you know, um, mm. because of that trauma, I started serving medicine, I started serving combo, and that started my whole holistic practice in itself. So, um, and from there, and I started like working with a subconscious mind and like breath work, and then, you know, became a life coach. And then on this, um, this way of living, which is truly living as the creator of realities and discovering that we are truly the creator of a reality. And now I, support people in doing the same mm, beautiful so so help maybe the listeners that that are going through their own things their own trauma right maybe can you share a little bit about you, more specifics around your trauma like so that maybe you can get a relation or like the audience can get a like relativity of like what does that mean to go through trauma like do i did i go through trauma like how do i know what trauma is Right. And so maybe you can describe what that was for you and at what moment you knew that that wasn't necessarily what you wanted and that it was actually an opportunity for growth. Yes. Well, trauma in itself is a topic that we can talk for hours and hours. I mean, I think that most like 90 percent of humans on this planet have gone through trauma, whether they know it or not, actually, like mm. there is a Trauma with a small T or small with a big T. You can have like a shock trauma, for example, like a car accident, or you can have a, a series of traumas in your childhood, or you can even have missed experiences that build up to have, uh, to become like, you know, a developmental trauma as well. So when I talk about, you know, the relationship that caused me a lot of emotional trauma, that was like one, but now with the perspective that I have after studying all the you know different modalities and, and the teachings that I got into, I realized like I've had a lot of trauma, but I didn't know it because in a sense, like I didn't really identify with it. Um, I grew up with um, even birth trauma uh, and they had to take me out of the, my mother's womb. They use forceps. So that in itself is a trauma for the baby, you know, um, I grew up without a father really truly like he wasn't really around from zero to seven then you know my mom remarried I had a stepfather he was an alcoholic you know a rage alcoholic so that was a trauma too you know in a sense in a household where I couldn't feel safe and secure mm. um through the fact that I even had an eating disorder uh in, during my 20s and suffered a lot of depression and anxiety but even then I didn't really pinpoint that to have a trauma truly so uh for me the biggest trauma was truly the the toxic relationship um where you know there was a lot of emotional abuse uh, a lot of manipulation a lot of lying cheating uh the whole shebang um and me being totally like trying to make it work the good thing is like that relationship truly was what launched my my coaching career because I went mm. deep into finding how to save that relationship and what to do, try to implement stuff. But of course, you know, you, you need like the other 50% of, of relationship to do the same for it to work, right? Mm. Um, so yeah, so through that connection where at, and at that time I was already into plant medicine and everything and throughout my, you know, ayahuasca uh, journey in itself, I came to have this beautiful open heart and then when I finally opened my heart then this character comes in and then what it felt truly like just walked all over me and destroyed uh not only the dream that I had about that but truly like this whole sacredness of you know what a relationship was was supposed to look like so itself it's 
it was it was a mess it was a big mess emotionally that's all I can say um and through that truly like um became really depressed um had a lot of flashbacks because it came to a point um he displayed a lot of narcissistic tendencies so the whole thing about being gaslight um also like like literally um you question what was said your reality and that has takes a toll on your, on your on your psyche for a long time, even afterwards. You know, like did that really happen, or like did I imagine that? Or that so it came to a point where I actually recorded or really or conversations, just you know, to give a little top of like <laughs> what what it is to be with a, a narcissist. Uh, um, so yeah, it got intense. Um, and yeah, but overall, truly, that was a beautiful path of of me learning to 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 choose myself over and over and over again. And despite the hyper attachment that I had to this person, choose me and my wellness and, and my well-being. So narcissistic abuse truly is, is it's a little bit difficult to explain if you've never been into one, but truly there's, uh, is the, these characters are master manipulators and also master actors. So it's like the biggest wounding i think from that truly was like wow this whole relationship what i thought well what was going on truly it was like totally false because this person could literally uh, be like just like a chameleon and and Mm -hmm. with me he was one way and then with another person he was another way and truly just like the whole thing was a big lie truly so that's why i say it's it's like really like it's like very deep into the psychology that it messes up people right so it's like you question everybody you question everything you question even yourself um so yeah so gladly uh, i left that that situation came back home but realized that i came back home truly uh worse than i've ever been in my life truly so mm. it 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 required a long long journey of healing of understanding of releasing of um and at the end of the day, I truly believe that was that was the necessary extreme shock that I needed to not only get my shit together, heal my own wounding from the past, but also um, to awaken. Truly, that I totally created that based on the programming that I had from childhood, or even from epigenetics, and uh, you know some family lineage stories uh, in the realms of relationship and men. So, so throughout oh. all that, then propelled me to another path. Mm. So I, I want to highlight a couple of things that I heard you say that I think are really important, especially for us listeners, right? And it's the thing that you just said about not being aware of our traumas. And I think that's so dead on. Like I talk about how I wasn't aware of my traumas. I wasn't aware of my stuff until I actually started to dive deep and realize, oh, wait, that wasn't okay. Like there's certain things that aren't okay, but because we're in it and we don't know any better, we feel like, oh, I guess this is just the way it's supposed to be. Right. And so oftentimes we, we have no idea that we're actually, we've actually been probably violated. We've been taking advantage of, we've been abused. And oftentimes because we don't know any better, we go along with it. Right. Especially as children. And then it's later on in life as we grow up, we're like, wait, you know what? That wasn't necessarily a good thing. Right. Or that wasn't a good thing or that wasn't a good thing. Right. And so when you're able to reflect back and be like, oh, wow. And you end up opening up a can of worms because it's like, oh, wow, there's actually a lot of stuff I need to heal. Right. And then I, there's another thing that I heard you say that I think is really important. And it's 
when both people in the relationship choose to do the work. And oftentimes I, I hear in relationships where it's one of the parties that's actually committed to doing the work and the other one is kind of just bypassing like, yeah, 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 sure. Right. So I feel like there's another aspect of when we really start to care for ourselves, it's we start to do the work. And no matter how much work we do, if our partners aren't willing to do the work, well, we can't do the work for them. Right. And there's power when we can start to see that that difference where we can really start to stand inside of our power, where we can really start to what you said, choose ourselves. Right. And that can be hard. That can be very challenging, especially because you said a very key word, and that's gaslighting, right? And I'm sure that people have dealt with this. Some of our listeners have dealt with someone gaslighting them. And and I guess, can you can you describe a little bit more of what gaslighting is for those that are listening that have never heard that before? So gaslighting comes from actually, uh, I think it's an Alfred Hitchcock movie where mm. it's like uh, one of the main characters actors gaslights his wife so gaslighting means that somebody will deny your reality so let's say you and i are doing a podcast tonight and then tomorrow we get into a fight and then i tell you well you know like yesterday the podcast you told me this and this and this and then you totally deny that you ever said that or that ever happened and then even further you tell the person you know you're just going crazy right now Oh, you have mm. problems. Like, what are you doing? Like, so it's like this really insidious and manipulative tactic to question, to make the other person question their mind, basically, or their memory or their reality. So that is gaslight, uh, gaslighting. Mm, okay, there you go. Right, and so I'm sure that I know I've dealt with that. Actually, yeah. I, I have dealt with that, and it can be very, like you said, confusing because it's like, wait, 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 am, am I am I tripping? Am I going crazy? No, I can't be going. I'm pretty sure you said what I think you said, right? And then yeah. there becomes like this debate where it's like you really start to question your own reality. It's like, oh my goodness, am I going crazy? Right. And so, again, that could be challenging when you're dealing with the in a relationship with someone like that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but how much harder is it to choose yourself in the face of someone that's gaslighting you or someone that's in a narcissistic um, standpoint? Well, the thing, I mean, to choose yourself with a gaslighting, I mean, I think it it, it comes up like you awaken from that pattern. And like, you know, this dude is, is, is like doing this on purpose. Like I said, the end, I was literally, um, <laughs> recording our conversations just because every time we would say like you said that no you said that oh no, i never said that so like <laughs> to, to create those patterns right um but what's really hard about those relationships is truly the trauma bond that's created so mm. for those who don't know what trauma bond is it's basically like stockholm syndrome um which is from when victims of <laughs> of kidnapping become in love with the kidnappers right so that's truly what what truly happens like so it sounds kind of kinky it is not sexy at all <laughs> okay just checking <laughs> it is not sexy at all quite the contrary so basically you are bonded at the emotional level in a traumatic way because you have so much highs and lows in those relationships that it becomes such a roller coaster and then such crashes happen so in order for you just to feel okay, being able to survive, you absolutely want to go back to this person. So 
And that's mm. why those relationships are so hard because literally you crush so so intensely that you will do anything for the pain just to stop. And hence uh, your brain, which is addicted because it, it is an addiction, truly, just like, you know, a cocaine addiction, mm. then you want to go back to this person. That's why these relationships are so, so hard. So, um, I mean... I was very lucky. I've never been addicted to like uh, substances or chemicals. I've never been, never been my thing, but truly I would say like leaving the, that relationship was probably one of the hardest things that I've ever done because of that addiction. And like, it's mm. really like a biochemical thing that uh, is, is very destructive. And, and, and even that I was very lucky within my own relationship. Cause I've heard other women that there was even like, other people that I know that went through it, like there was physical violence, sexual violence. So in my case, I was very lucky. There was none bad, but at the mental level, the emotional level, he, um, he, 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 he played his role really well mm. in, in that saga. So, um, well, I, but yeah. I, sal I salute you. I salute you for having the courage to choose yourself, right? To, to, to walk away from a relationship that may be a, feeling addicting right like feeling like there's this emotional connection yet at the same time your ability to choose yourself right so i applaud you for that because i know that that can be challenging so now i'm curious where does the tantra come into play so we go from tantra from trauma to tantra to triumph tell me a little bit about that journey how that came about yeah, so after I left that situation i mean i was such in pain that the only thing that brought me um you know, feeling just okay was Campbell. So that's how I, I discovered or the Campbell, the medicine found me. And then I started serving here in Montreal. Um, and then even throughout this, uh, that journey, um, I just realized, like, I totally lost hope. Like at that moment, at that time, I truly, I put my whole identity into that whole relationship, you know, being, I was a wife, I was a stepmother too. And then it's like my whole world just crumbled all of a sudden. And mm -hmm. I feel like I lost everything. So I came to such a low point that I wanted to end it. Like I remember I wrote down, I think it was December 26, you know, I'm going to end it in three months. Um, at that time, you know, things were doing well. I mean, it says I, the day, the month prior, I made, you know, a lot of money, practice doing good with Campbell so it wasn't like my life was in shambles but inside that's how it felt like so like what's the point of living if I'm I'm just losing everything right so I decided that you know that was it so but I had a dog and I still have my dog Foxy mm -hmm. and I was just like you know what you know might as well go on a vacation or something I made a lot of money this year I mean not a lot but at that time I felt a lot <laughs> mm -hmm. you know Maybe I should go to the beach before exiting, you know, this realm. So I decided to come to Mexico and I came right here and, and the village actually next door where I'm at right now. Um, and I arrived, I found a hotel right on the beach and um, started doing yoga and meditation uh, and, and the Hridaya Center, which is a tantric uh, center, uh, which is um, really tantra in the realms of, you know, pure tantra. Like there's nothing sexual going on, but deep teachings about spirituality, consciousness, the reality of the nature of reality and everything. Um, and within a week, you know, my, my whole interstate changed. Like, I no longer wanted to, to finish it. Quite the contrary, I, I realized, oh my God, I was just not in the right environment and uh, wasn't truly taking care of myself. Um, mm. And the sun, the beach, meditation, and God uh, brought me back to life, basically.
And that's where, you know, I went deep into uh, yogic studies of yoga, meditation. I did, I did my first 10-day science retreat, um, you know, basically felt high on DNA for a week naturally after that first science mm. retreat. Um, so, yeah, so my whole paradigm changed. Um, and from there, slowly, slowly, I, I developed other tools uh, of how to heal because at the time I still felt like I wasn't fully, fully healed um getting better and then that's where you know uh the path revealed itself you know then you know life brought me to subconscious work subconscious reprogramming you know uh, other healing modalities and slowly slowly i rebuilt myself from the ground up basically so mm. so that's why i say you know from trauma i went to tantra and uh and then that led me to my final uh, mm. of really knowing um truly why we're here on earth what what are we doing here on earth first and foremost <laughs> um and how can we do life in a fun way because mm. you know like i mentioned at the beginning even though this was the first time that you know the trauma went that deep you know i also had like a whole career in depression prior to that that i never you know was able to find why you know i where does it come from and how to release it fully so truly even though at that moment it was hell it felt like hell that event in a sense truly transformed my life for like for 360 degree and and now i can say i am grateful for it and i am even grateful for my ex-husband and the whole thing that happened mm. because now i have triumphed over it but for a longest time it, it took me two years just to to have another boyfriend so it took me a while until i can you know feel okay and better and at least feeling okay emotionally uh, and healed truly from that. So beautiful, quite a journey, quite a journey. (laughs) And, and and I applaud you because again, I hear this, I hear it so often that, you know, things happen, life happens, things get difficult, things get challenging. And I find that it's more people that I come across that get stuck there. Yes, they get stuck there, that that fall victim to their circumstances, that lose their power, that start to believe the negativity that's surrounding them, that starts they start to believe that they are their circumstance, right? So if they failed in whatever venture they were in, all of a sudden they internalize it and then they say, I didn't just fail, but I am now a failure. Yes. And so they make it personal. And so oftentimes when we get uh, when we start um, stacking failures on top of failures, it's like we have all of this evidence to prove to us that we really are worthless. Right. And like it it could be it could be a, a trap. Right. It could be very difficult to get out of. So, again, I applaud you for your ability to go through the hardship and still choose to keep working towards becoming better not being stuck there, not being defined by your circumstances, not being defined because look, especially in a situation where you've been being gaslighting, gaslighted, it's, it's, it's usually you're being diminished, right? You're being told that you're less than you're being told that you're not worthy. You're being told that, right, that you're, you're not powerful. And yet that's the complete opposite, 
Right. And so and I, and I talked to, this, to to some of the guys the other day. It's just like it's not common that we find people that actually strive to help us believe in ourselves. Right. And when we can start to believe in ourselves personally, that in itself is huge. And then when we find a tribe that helps us believe in ourselves. Oh, man, I think that's really where we really start to expand. So, again, I applaud you for not staying stuck in that. Now, I'm curious, being that this is a self-mastery podcast, what's your relationship with self-mastery? Um, well, I truly believe that my whole journey is what I call a blueprint of self-mastery. You know, truly mm. how I went from like always feeling stuck, not being able to realize my potential, like being depressed, anxiety, then getting to like this situation and ended up with PTSD because, you know, that was intense like I had complex PTSD right and I had to deal with that so it's like wow so and from there I actually had to rebuild myself from the ground up so I need to learn how to alchemize my emotions how to process them in a, in a healthy way how to work with my mind my, my mindset my program how to rewire that how to talk to myself how, how to do life in a way that's fully aligned with myself and my my spiritual truth and my, my own inner truth basically. So truly, the way how I got out of it is a path of self-mastery. I, I went to hell and back. And how I get went back to heaven is the path of self-mastery. So that's why I say, like, it's, it's, I'm grateful because it forced me to really to do the work. Um, where before, you know, humans, we like to, we're just cruising by until you know something major happens because we we're, our egos is a little lazy in, in that sense it's <laughs> just like oh, i'm good you know my comfort zone but once you hit a wall you hit a wall and in my case it's not, not only a wall but the, the car was crashed and like you know there was bleeding all over so mm. in that i learned how to do the work how to process and like and i didn't grow up with parents that you know use words of affirmations quite the contrary so when i said i need to rebuild myself from the ground up truly it was like one belief one positive belief at a time um and at that time even throughout my whole journey i didn't even know about coaching so in a sense inside of me the the i guess the good mindset that i had is like i absolutely didn't want to stay where i was because i knew that was before that whole thing happened I was a confident woman, powerful woman. I had, you know, life in me. So my whole goal was just to go back to where I was. But as we know, we never go back. So mm-hmm. I went, not only did I went back to, I increased and upgraded myself to feeling alive, feeling joyful. But even beyond that, I was able to release all the like, old gunk, uh, old programming that I had um, since childhood. And that's where you know doing you know the trauma work comes in because you know I grew up in a household that was very critical. There was a lot of like verbal uh, violence as well. So I never heard you know you know Angie, you're doing a good job. I'm so proud of you. You know you're 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 so like you know enough, etc. So I had to like really replant those seeds inside of me. Um, mm. So yeah. I l- so I love that. And so now, can you give us maybe some very specific things that you did to overcome your depression and anxiety? Well, yes. I went on on a really deep rabbit hole, I would say. On that, throughout my healing journey, I went actually really deep into biohacking. So Mm. I even 
I even went and did a DNA test. So I uh, wanted to, I, I had the, after doing a lot of research, um, the intuition that I probably had a double MTHFR gene. And indeed, after that was confirmed, which causes basically a malabsorption of your B6 vitamin. So this is a gene that, of course, if you live in a good environment, maybe it's never turned on. But in my case, because of the trauma, you know, I ended up also with an autoimmune disorder. So, you know, my health was a whole wreck. When I say the, the, the car was like crashed and like there was blood all over, like that's what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I believe that, yes, there is a part that's biochemical. So I would say if anybody has ever dealt with that, maybe just take your vitamins, make sure you have that, you know, you have folate in your diet um, and, you know, go into that. But from my experience, that's only about maybe 20 to 30% of the whole equation. After that truly is, um, I also discovered that I had also um, gut inflammation. So taking care of my inflammation, my internal inflammation also helped with my anxiety. Um, even to the point where when I started taking the, the powders or anti-inflammatory from my gut, like it, it was like, let's say my anxiety was 7% and went down to 10%. And I was like, oh, oh wow. Like, I'm, really so good. I'm pretty sure that 99% of the people out there who have anxiety, they should probably just, you know, check their guts and, you know, balance their inflammation and see what happens. And in my case, you know, when I say like, you know, we also have trauma that we, we have lingering around mm-hmm. in my case, it was, it, it took until I came to do yoga meditation 2018 to see how high anxiety and high stress I was. Mm. And I guess the biggest, so like, wait, uh-huh, you- you weren't even aware of your high levels of anxiety and depression? Depression, yes. But anxiety, no. Mm. And that's the thing about life. You don't know what you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So it took me to put a pause on my life or very minimally, you know, I was still serving medicine and stuff like that, but really focus on yoga meditation and resource my nervous system to realize how unresourced it was. Mm. So it was really like uh, the whole path for me was really a whole journey of how to do life basically like nobody taught me how to resource my nervous system how it's supposed to feel in your body to to feel you know relaxed and when i went back to the city in montreal then i was exposed to my normal people who felt normal and realized oh my gosh these people are an anxiety balls too Hmm. so this is like a a virus in north america basically um Like most people don't even know. And now because I became so sensitive, like I, I sense it in other people. And even I, I sense it when I go back to the city. If I stay there for over like um, you know, over a month or two, then I start to get caught up in the egregore, you know, that cloud of anxiety that is over the big cities, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah. So first and foremost, taking care of my biology, my gut, that took care of my anxiety, like I'd say 70%. Um, and then it was really learning how to do life to have a resourced nervous system. So having practices of embodiment or really anchoring myself. And from there, truly, um, the like I don't even remember the last time I was depressed. Sometimes I, I get down like everybody. You know, last year I lost my stepfather. So, you know, I was kind of depressed for a few months because, you know, it was, it was very stressful. I mean, dude was dying for a few months, right? Yeah. So those those are more like circumstances. But besides that, it's really about taking care of life hygiene, 
and also having the the routines that are going to resource yourself at the body, mind, and soul. So meditation, eating well, breath work. I'm really deep into breath work, biodynamic breath work and trauma release, which is uh, the technique that um, I studied that is all about, you know, releasing those charges in your body so you can feel, you know, an expansion, just feel good. Um, how to release stress in a natural way. Like I was like in my family, there was only two two emotions, anger or you're, you're okay. Nobody talked about emotions. So I never actually learned how to talk about my emotions, let alone identify mm. them in my body or process them. So yeah. that's why I say like the whole journey was actually a journey how to do life, <laughs> you yeah. know, how to do your emotions and then yeah. how to deal with your head. You know, for example, I, my whole programming was very negative because I grew up with, you know, family members that were kind of negative that grew up for survival, but not necessarily grew up to, to thrive, to have a positive mindset. Um, so, and beyond that, how to have positive programming of positive core belief, like, you know, you're lovable, you're enough, um, you're deserving, you're worthy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So throughout all that, it was really a, a, a journey of, of, of purging you know, the negative and then recoding myself for the good. So, um, and that's why I, I think, I mean, my journey is not, is, is not unique. <laughs> this is the same journey that everybody has to do on this life. Uh, unless you, you grew up with parents, that were saints, but most people will have some kind of like trauma release to do anyways, and some kind of reprogramming to do this anyway. So, um, but I'm grateful because I found the solution because for many, many years, I just felt stuck and I felt like I was cursed or something like, you know, I was eight. Well, so what the fuck? What was, why wasn't my thing working? Right. And then I, now I have I put the whole pie together, like the whole puzzle came together. Like, oh, mm. it's a holistic thing. It's <laughs> the body and the mind and the reprogramming oh, and connecting to source. Mm -hmm. now i get it but it took me it took me like 38 years to get it (laughs) now you mentioned biohacking tell me tell tell us a little bit more about what you mean by biohacking so biohacking is i guess um uh, it's a science in a sense but it's also the path of people that take their their health in their own hands so in my case, okay. when I, I had like, you know, after my trauma, I ended up with an autoimmune disorder. I had pain in my joints. I felt like an old lady. I had a lot of inflammation. Um, I, sometimes I had to be bedridden. So, you know, I thought maybe I have MS. Maybe I even thought maybe I have Lyme disease. Like who knows what was going on. So I went to my doctor and my doctor like couldn't find anything on my blood work seemed normal. And honestly, she kind of looked like me like I was a little crackway. So <laughs> after... You know, I was telling her all my symptoms and she was like, you know, maybe you should do therapy. So I'm like, okay, let's do therapy. I went to the therapist and I'm like, that didn't help. So I'm like, shit, I have to take my own. So I took matters on my own hands. And that's when I went into the path of biohacking. So I did a shitload of research, took a shitload of supplements. Um, and even part of my coaching uh, certification actually uh, is also part of uh, the biohacking health coach um, system. So Biohacking is the art of taking the right supplements or taking the right foods or taking the right um, habits in order to optimize your health, body, mind, spirit, and at the energy level as well. Mm, For example, you know, 
part of the, uh, the genes that I was telling you about also affects the mitochondria, which is the way that your cells create uh, energy. And you can also take supplements for that, uh, glathione, for example. Um, you can take uh, SAMI if you want as well. That also supports that. Um, so it's the art of, of taking the right supplements for your own particular biology, because no biologies are the same. Like I said, we all, if you do your DNA test and then you upload it to this website um, called Self-Hacked, you can go ahead and you'll have plenty of reports of seeing how your genes interact, which supplements are good for you. Um, for example, through that, uh, I took my DNA test, I think late December, 2019. And by January, 2020, I got the results. And then we had COVID. Well, that company sent us like a COVID report, turns out. I was predisposed to might have some bad reactions to COVID because I discovered that I had uh, in lungs inflammatory uh, tendencies. So, and in that report, then I find out the right supplements for me, which was um, uh, you have black seed oil, uh, sulforaphane, uh, a bunch of supplements. And turns out it's actually you know uh, really good supplements uh, when people had the C virus, which I recommend to a lot of people. So. Mm. So yeah, so it's the art of taking your own hands and uh, taking your, your health in your own hands and, and, and getting shit done so when the science kind of like tells you in another way. So And I heard a, a word, I heard a word, <laughs> a particular word that I heard you say that I think really can summarize that is the optimization, right, of your body, of your mind using these supplements. So it's like taking it into your own hands and like really optimizing your performance on all aspects. Am I right? Exactly, exactly. It's not only supplements, you know, some people's, you know, for example, if you do ice bath, that's, you know, a biohacking because it boosts your mitochondria. Um, it's one of the ways to boost your mitochondria, which, you know, gives you energy, increases dopamine. So there's lifestyle changes that you can do also. Um, and yes, it's all about peak performance at all levels. Mm. So now tell me a little bit about your relationship with plant medicine. Yes, well, Throughout my long career of depression, you know, sometimes I joked and tell people that, you know, I probably have two PGs in depression because uh, <laughs> I did a lot of research. So back when I was 30, uh, in another, I guess, little crisis that I had, uh, felt really low. And I thought, you know what? Because I've always been a, a very holistic person, um, you know, didn't want to say chemicals and stuff like that. So it came to a point where, like, I felt like I tried everything, right? Um, and it wasn't working. And I heard about ayahuasca. So I'm like, you know, if I'm, I heard it's really good for depression. So let's try it. And if it doesn't work, then I'll go and see the doctor and he can give me some antidepressant. Um, and at least I would have tried everything. Right. So that was uh, what I was thinking at that time. So uh, through word to mouth, I found a um, ceremony that was uh, about an hour away from Montreal in the woods. And that's how I found ayahuasca and plant medicine. And before that, I've never used any psychedelics, any antigens. Um, the biggest drug, quote unquote, that I've taken, you know, I used to party. So I'm taking, you know, MDMA. I mean, at that time, I, one time I took cocaine or something like that, but I've never been into it. Like, <laughs> I smoked a lot of weed when I was younger, like a teen, but like I was really like, you know, antigenic <laughs> virgin, never even done magic mushrooms. So I there and I, I tried ayahuasca so so yeah so it came through through the past the first time didn't felt much 
Then I discovered throughout the year, there was actually the, the fact that my gut was so inflamed and had so much issues that I actually didn't digest ayahuasca properly. Now mm. that it's healed, I don't even need much to actually feel something. But at that time, I could take, you know, shots after shots and after shots. And only when the ceremony ended, will I start to feel something. So my, my, my plant medicine journey was actually quite frustrating at the beginning, I must say. <laughs> but th even throughout that, I did get an insight um, that my depression at that time was actually caused um, by uh, the isolation that I felt. For a long uh, for a long time because you know when i was younger also coming into um a very caucasian neighborhood when we moved uh, from the city to you know the suburbs you know i suffered a lot of rejection from my peers so that caused me a lot of you know isolation and i had that rejection trauma basically that was unprocessed so i had that insight and it made so much sense and of course you get the beautiful afterglow of ayahuasca and i thought oh my gosh this is amazing so i uh, truly enjoy my my process, uh, my my career with, with the grandmother, I would say. Mm. So, and after that, I continue partaking once in a while, um, and that actually what brought me also to to Cambo eventually. Um, after you know, I ended things with my ex husband. I I did what I knew at that time, uh, which was you know sitting with the with ayahuasca, um, and the trauma was so intense that. Um, one night I kind of had like this major awakening, <laughs> um, truly can, we can make a, a whole podcast about it, how, you know, mm. I got downloads about my whole mission and everything. But the second night that I sat, um, I was feeling so much in my heart that I actually connected to my ex-husband. And then I felt this really dark energy coming to me that got stuck for the rest of the ceremony. So I was like, okay, what do I do? And then throughout this you know, the ayahuasca, I guess, realm, you hear about Campbell, and I was in Arizona at that moment, and I like, and then I found a Campbell practitioner, an expense situation, hey, I, I feel like I have, I have something stuck in my solar plexus, so since the uh, ayahuasca ceremony, do you think you can help him with that? And she said yes, and then I, I sat with Campbell, and that's when I, I met an old, old friend, um, my old pal, the, the frog. I said old pal because mm. I really felt like, you know, I was meeting a uh, a long lost friend that mm. I had a divine meeting with and then um, fell in love with Campbell. And for the first time in many, many months, it's like the light came in and get into my life, um, purged that weird energy that I caught in the ceremony. And after that, um, started my whole own, you know, practice and serving uh, Campbell. So, and after that, I also tried other medicines, of course, you know, magic mushrooms, um, peyote. Um, Favimio and Bufo as well. Um, I'm a carrier of uh, Bufo myself, uh, which is all about, uh, you know, a Samadhi experience with God, basically. Hmm. So I'm very fond of the amph amphibians. So hmm. the frog and the toad. Beautiful. So now tell me a little bit about your journey with conscious sexuality. What's that about? Yes. Well, uh, throughout my studies of tantra um tantra truly which is uh, the path of the embodiment of our true nature and throughout that branch then there's also the part where you can explore energies with others with a partner so you know despite uh the drama with my ex-husband uh in the sexual department we actually experimented a lot with you know even with magic mushrooms so i felt like i really touched 
upon you know the potential of uh, psychosexuality, and that truly opened like a big big door in my mind about that. So I started studying, so started experimenting with that, and then realized like, whoa, okay, sex is not only sex, right? So there's mm-hmm. really could access like higher realms. I mean, shit, there was sometimes that I saw him as Krishna, right? So. Um, it truly opened doors in my mind. So I got really curious. Um, and then through my studies in yoga and meditation here at the, uh, the Tantric uh, Center, realizing too that our true nature is bliss, truly. Like as you progress in the spiritual path, you realize that you and God, you're one, uh, you're divine. And God is basically three things, pure consciousness, pure experience, and pure bliss. So... Mm-hmm. Throughout that, those practices, those yogic practices, you can actually, through with a partner, if you choose, instead of the ascetic path, which is the path of, you know, abstinence, you can also choose instead the tantric path, which is the path of self-realization through the form, through the body. That's where the tantric, um, the tantric path opened for me, basically. Mm. Um, and realizing the sacredness and the potential of of that energy when it's um <clears throat> focused truly with a conscious partner the the magic that it can create not only it's it's really fun you know mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie it's very pleasant <laughs> but also you can basically create worlds so basically through tantric practices you can achieve states of awareness of consciousness as intense as if you've smoked 5-MeO DMT or got a bufo experience. Basically, this is a path where you can realize yourself as the divinity, as the God that we are, which is truly just a big old orgasm. <laughs> and once you realize that we are just this orgasmic entity, this auto-erotic entity of consciousness, then of course the tantric path is the natural involvement, at least in my mind. You know, why not use this tool that God gave us, which is ecstatic bliss, orgasm, and your sexual energy to 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 reach your potential, reach your not only heal yourself, but also have a lot of juicy fun while you're doing it. <laughs> I love um, that. I love what you're I, saying because you're speaking to something that I feel gets often so misinterpreted. And it's that sexual energy is only for pleasure and can be often, often, um, what's the word I'm like, uh, Per, per, perverized is that the word <laughs> when it's when it's uh, in spanish is per, 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 i can't even say it in spanish <laughs> yeah right when it's like we perverse we perverse our sexual energy and when i'm hearing you say it's more than perversing it it's learning to use it as a healing modality as a means of really reaching higher states of consciousness and i think that's beautiful Right. And I think it's so important and so critical. So I love the fact that you touched on that. Now, I got one last question for you. Ready? Angie, what does it mean to be an evolved woman? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, An evolved woman for me is a woman, first and foremost, that questions herself. Mm. to see if she is acting and being the highest and most conscious version of herself. Mm. So through that, you know, being aware 
of your actions, of, of your words, of the energy, where you put your energy. Um, and also being aware of the impact that you're creating around yourself and into the world as well. So that's, yeah, I, I guess that will be the, the best definition mm. <laughs> of an evolved woman. Beautiful. Um, and it's the same for men too, you know, it's, it's being present. It's been, yeah, it's been aware. Awareness, consciousness is key. Yeah, I love that. All right. So Angie, so tell me, what's something that you would love our listeners to leave with on today's podcast? Well, for those who are still in suffering, then never give up because mm. that is basically the invitation uh, to start your own hero's journey and then awaken and get your own blueprint of how to live life and how to not only live life, but also to thrive. You know, my path went from, you know, deep trauma to tantra to awakening and then triumph. But everybody's path is different. Hmm. My biggest mistake at that time is like, um, I didn't know how to get the help that I needed. So I would say don't hesitate to reach out for support first and foremost and get the proper support. And if one support doesn't work, never try, never stop trying. Because mm. like I said, you know, I was on the verge of ending it myself. And if it wasn't for that, what seemed to be a spontaneous move to, to come to Mexico, but your spirit, your higher self is always talking, always guiding you and always listen to, and it will lead you through the, the best, you know, the best path for you. So never lose hope. And mm. like I said, you know, the whole living journey on this planet always leads towards your awakening. So Beautiful. Always keep your eyes on the higher self. I love that. I, I really do. So now, Angie, how can people work with you? Well, they can work with me one-on-one. -on -one. I have multiple one-on-one -on -one programs from spiritual life coaching to I have my conscious love program also, which uh, is all about the attachment theory. So healing your, your attachment wounds, you know, when I talk about the childhood wounds and, and stuff like that. I um, also have uh, programs. I'm currently filming producing the conscious love program group experience mm. and also have a retreats coming up all about you know your ecstatic bliss and awakening through your whole ecstatic juicy potential on this planet so you, they can mm. find me on my website angiemedrano.com or on social i am angie medrano all in one word um and yeah i'll see you on the on the social beautiful beautiful all right so let's go ahead and take this time to recap what we talked about so we got an opportunity to talk about your trauma we got an opportunity to talk about how you over you were able to overcome that you were able to overcome the gaslighting you were able to really learn to choose yourself and and again i applaud you for that because like we mentioned there's so many times that it can be so difficult and it's a lot easier to just stay stuck in our misery in 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 our lack of power and our lack of full potency and for you to being to be willing to choose to not stay stuck and continue to work towards that and i love their message don't quit right don't quit so i love that you got an opportunity to share a little bit about your self-mastery and how you relate to self-mastery you got an opportunity to share with us some of the 
tips and techniques and specific strategies that you utilize to overcome your own depression and anxiety. You shared with your plant journey, your plant medicine journey. You talked about your relationship with conscious sexuality. And lastly, you got to share with us what it means to be an evolved woman. Yes. So Angie, Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your contribution, for sharing with us so openly, so authentic. Um, I really do appreciate you. You know that you and I have been working together now, directly and indirectly now for a couple of years now. It's it's crazy. How it's already been a couple of years. Um, but Angie, just I, I really do appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your beautiful light, the work that you do. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Angie, for being on here. For those that are listening, I I really do encourage you, please, please, please to continue to work towards your self-mastery, to continue to work towards your conscious sexuality. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and share it with someone that you know that can benefit from this. If you know anyone that's been dealing with some type of depression and anxiety, please be part of this campaign of you're not alone because we're not right? We're not the only ones dealing with this type of stuff. And when we can unite, we can really help others heal. I'm a true believer that when you heal, I heal. And when I heal, the world heals. And when we all work together, we can really make a beautiful place. So thank you for tuning in and supporting the Ignite the Spark Within podcast. Until next time, keep igniting that spark within. Boom!